right, welcome to another episode of Ready, Set, Binge. I'm Jeremy, and I'm joined by a very, very, very special guest, my homie, my <laughs> friend, the one and only Robin Moore. What's going on, Robin? What's going on, Jeremy? How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I can't, you know, it's, it's crazy. It's like we are finally doing this. I feel like all our conversations are a podcast <laughs> anyway, so... Might as well make it official. Exciting, and what a great topic. I know, I know. So, it's just, I mean, because I've known you for a long time. All right? Yeah. So, I want everyone to listen. Known Rob in a long time. <laughs> and I'm going to be honest. Now, we both love the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. But there was always a little difference, because I have still, you know, had cable TV, and the reruns were, you know, not as strong as they were back, like, earlier, but, like, they still came on and stuff. And you were the one. I'll give you all the credit. Kept fighting for it. It needs to be on streaming. It needs to be <laughs> on streaming. And I remember earlier this year, HBO Max, boom, Fresh Prince, it's on streaming. And <laughs> I Yeah, like, more than that, I actually, like, read an article, I guess, last year that was, like, HBO Max is coming to you May 2020. And Fresh Prince is going to be streaming. And I was, like, counting the days. I was like, yes, okay, one, <laughs> one more month, one more month, and we'll have Fresh Prince. And it didn't drop in May. It was later than HBO Max. I think it, maybe in April or a little bit later than that by the time HBO Max finally made the switch. And then it wouldn't, you couldn't get HBO Max on your Roku. So I literally bought an Apple TV just so I could get HBO Max. Oh, it was so crazy. I, could watch Fresh Prince. I remember yeah. I was like, man, that's and I'm like, I, I think I'm as big a Fresh Prince fan as anybody, but I'm like, I <laughs> bought a new TV to get HBO Max. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I just I I don't know. It's like I feel like I feel like Will Smith is like my family in <laughs> both like figuratively <laughs> and like literally. Like when he's talking and he's like on the show or even like in his movies. You know, it feels like it's my brother talking. Literally, my brother, Michael, like, I feel like he talks with the same cadence, the same mannerisms. And maybe it's because, like, we're from the same region. We're from Philly. Like, that that's part of the tone. Or maybe it's because, you know, my brother also loved the Fresh Prince growing up. So he mimicked him so much that that became part of his personality. But also, I just feel like Will Smith, in general, you know, he had blown up at such a, like, in 1996, basically, that's when you get like Bad Boys, right? Or 1995. Yeah, bad Boys is 95. And yeah, Independence, Independence Day. Day. So you know, you figure I'm like six, seven years old when his like he's making his big name. Um, I feel like he was such a huge part of his career was such a huge part of my life that um, it's almost like he really was part of my family. I've seen every single one of his movies. He was had posters on my wall. I even had a calendar, a Will Smith calendar. Um, that had like his whole filmography, which in 1999 wasn't that many movies. We have to but, say, I'm like, when was this? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just like I just feel like he's always been around it and been part of my life in some kind of way. Whether it be I've seen all, even his not great movies, I've seen them all. Um, he was like my first Hollywood crush as a kid, I guess. So like, it feels familiar when I when I hear him when I watch his Fresh Prince. It makes me nostalgic makes me you know feel like i'm a kid again it makes me feel comfortable so no absolutely absolutely yeah. 
Now, I'll be honest, because like to me, when HBO and I said on this show before how frustrating the HBO Max like debut was, yep. and honestly, still is. So, <laughs> yep. Like, I had to you. delete my old HBO account so that I could make an HBO Max account. It, yeah, it was like it was annoying. Now, to me, the big acquisitions, like the big things that they were hyping up before it start started, was Friends, which I know you're a fan of. Yeah, and the Fresh Prince. So now. When they talked about, and obviously it got postponed due to Corona, like the Friends remake, like the reunion happening, to me it was like, oh, that's a no-brainer. It's just that, well, you get all those actors to agree. But no. when they said the Fresh Prince was doing a reunion, I, for me, I was shocked. Like, were you surprised or not? Really? Yeah, I was surprised. Um, and I also think it's different. I just want to qualify because I feel like... I don't know. I do love Friends. I I I really do. I think that I the difference with Friends is it was out on Netflix. It was out on you know other streaming sites. Like I have had mm-hmm. access to it. Um, and I also just don't think that I would care as much about a reunion of Friends because I don't know. It's just I I I feel like I know that those people on Friends are all actors and they all. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, they all did different things. Like, some of them didn't, but, you know, like, you see Jennifer Aniston doing stuff and David Schwimmer playing Robert Kardashian or doing whatever he's doing. Um, With Fresh Prince, outside of Will Smith, um, who, you know, did go on to have this, like, really vibrant career, most of them I don't really see anywhere else, and I don't think about them as actors. I legit think about them as, like, you know, like, they're the Fresh Prince family. And so when I see Alfonso Ribeiro, who, you know, he has been on a couple different things. I think he hosted a game show once, yeah. like, a game up once in a while. I never am like, oh, Alfonso. I'm like, oh, Carlton. Right. <laughs> Carlton's here. And so to hear that they were getting back together, I was just like, oh, this is so exciting. I can't, I can't wait. Because also the chemistry, which they talk about, you know, it's like, it's so good. They really are like a family. And I, it's like, ni- it was nice to see them come back together, which is, I feel like, different than a reunion for other shows where you're really just getting old actors together who might be friends or whatever, but they're not, they're not a family, you know? Right, right. No. And I got to be honest, I think you nailed it. Like, I don't know. I guess because you, you're right. Friends was not, never like really like, left like it's been on netflix it's been everywhere like even now you still see it all day on tbs it's front like yeah it kind of is like all right like it it can't even if you wanted it to it can't leave your conscience where (laughs) first prince kind of has and even like Mm -hmm. to beginning of quarantine when they were on like that instagram live and you know kind of like getting back together it was like oh wow look like oh all like the whole banks family's together like (laughs) it was like that whole thing but to go all the way and to do this, it, it was it was like like you said, like marking in the calendar. I was like November twenty twenty can't get here. Fast yep, <laughs> exactly. And and to the point where like I was like, all right, November nineteenth, cool. And then I see this article like in the afternoon on Wednesday, like it's going to drop a day early. I you're the first person. Like, I got to <laughs> Robin. I was like. I'm like, she can't be late on this. Like, I just picture it like you doing something else Wednesday night. And then like you go on your phone and you see like it's like trending, like Fresh <laughs> Prince reunion, everyone watching it. And you just going, no. <laughs> so I was like, you got to know. Yeah, it was good. Was... I was glad to have the heads up. You, we ju- oh, we yeah. jumped right into watching it. Um, oh, 
Yeah, let's jump into talking about it. I feel like, um, well, how did you feel? Oh, I guess I'll say they, the opening was so well done. Uh, I just, the fact that they started the whole reunion off by showing the filming of the ending of the, the final episode where, well, actually, they start with the, the ending of the pilot, actually, with Will playing the piano. Mm-hmm. And Uncle Phil kind of looking on, and then they kind of go into the filming of the the end of the very last episode with, you know, like Uncle Phil and Will, and then Will turning off the light, and then he turns the light back on, and you're just like, oh, wow. Uh, like, okay, we're back exactly where we left off. Um, I felt like that was a really, like, a neat, neat, little, <laughs> neat little effect that they did there. And then Will Smith kind of coming through and, and kind of what are the top three words you'd use to describe the Fresh Prince? Um, and he says, you know, revolutionary, hilarious, and poignant. Um, I felt like I was like, wow, those are, that's actually, that's pretty spot on. What did you think? I thought for me, um, I'll say music in like TV shows, like in the background and, and in movies is something that I constantly am a fan of, but constantly take for granted. So it's like, a lot of times I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then it takes me a while to be like, no, that really, that score fits the theme of how I'm feeling and how I felt when that show went off. And so you're right, like, when it drops and you see Will playing on the piano and Phil looking on, and then you go to, like, like you said, they they kind of show, like, the clips of, like, the finale. And, like, the, the they're playing, like, the theme song, but, like, on the piano like current day Mm -hmm. and that kind of got me because it fit to me like how i look at the show which is even though it's on for six seasons it felt like a like a shining like a a, i guess a shooting star yeah Mm -hmm. like it kind of was like boom i remember that i told somebody actually it was your husband last night (laughs) i was like (laughs) i told him like you know that's the first like big series finale i remember watching in my lifetime is watching the series finale of Fresh Prince and like how emotional that was. Yeah. And I feel like yeah. it kind of did leave a void once it went off the air. And it was like, you kind of were missing that Banks family. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I, I yeah. think it's cool because a lot of shows kind of stay on too long. But I feel like Fresh Prince, I'm like, man, I think you could have gotten another one or two. I was going to say that, actually. I was going to say, they, they do that little news clip where it's like, oh, you know, Fresh Prince, six years, what a great run. And I'm like, man, I don't know. I feel like they could have done seven. But, you know, I think <laughs> yeah. I think that, you know, Will Smith really was blowing up. I also, having just rewatched the show now again, um, I think what else was there to do, you know, with Carlton and Will both in, in college now. And, you know, like I do see where it's kind of like the coming of age has, has happened. He has come of age, you know? No. Yeah. I'm glad they stopped it rather than like, it went on like too long. And then it's like me and you'd be talking, you know, Oh, those last couple seasons were rough. Like I take this version over. They went too long with it, but it, it did feel like, it was just boom. Like it doesn't feel like, even when I go on like HBO Max, it doesn't feel like it's six seasons where it I feels know. like it feels like four. <laughs> I know. know. I me and Mike really re- we rewatched it like start to finish, and it was just like when it when we got to that final episode, which I I don't like the final episode. I should probably say that, and it's just probably for the reason of like maybe because it makes me sad. I don't really know, but I always am like I don't want to watch that episode, and. Uh, 
And we get there, and I'm like, no, we're here already? <laughs> like, how? I thought there was more. Um, uh, it's, it's rough. It's yeah. rough. And, and I will agree with you and, on those those three words, though. I think I was like that. At first, I'm like, that's kind of a weird way to start this. And yeah. I was like, I don't know. But those three words, I was like, yeah, I don't think you can pick three words to better describe this. Right. Story. I tried to think. I'm like, what word would I use instead? Because I will say, like, when he said poignant, I was kind of like, what does he mean by that? Because I'm like, when I think about poignant, it makes me, like, you think about, like, oh, like, sad and painful. Mm-hmm. And, like, is he saying, like, it's sad and painful for himself? But then they kind of go into, well, I guess the clips they show really are, like, how much they love each other. Not necessarily, right. like, the episodes. Because, you know, when I, I originally was like, well, is he talking about, like, certain, like, episodes in the show are poignant? You know, you think about the, you know, obviously the father episode, but the gun episode, like, the episodes that they kind of show um, throughout the the, the special where which are really powerful and can be very emotional um and really can be painful too if you think about what they're saying about you know the world and our society mm-hmm. um but i actually i'm like I, I feel like he's he's probably more or less saying like you know that the fact that they love each other so much it's it's poignant to look back on that and I was like, I can't think of a better word, actually, because that's how I feel about it, too. <laughs> no, I, yeah. No, I, so I, I gotta, you know, because I'm someone who loves to look at, like, the behind the scenes and, and like, see, like, is this really real? Are they are they just hamming it up now? But I'll be honest, like, in it, I had known that. You always heard about that. And you've seen them in little places here and there throughout, like, since the show went off in 96. But it's like, yeah, like that's the real deal. Like I think if the cameras weren't there, that's how they would be. Yeah. You know, like that that is really like that's love, that's family. Like it, it really just touched home so like just right away seeing them hug and embrace and sit in that room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was just something else. Yeah. And I loved like so they start off with, you know, you have Will and he's sitting there and you feel like okay, what's about to happen and you have Karen Parsons. Who just like she's like oh he's like what do you guys remember about the pilot and she's like oh he's like you about to tell my my, my secret and she's like I'm about to and I kind of mm-hmm. love that because it was just like yeah you can tell it's almost like yeah that brother sister relationship is still there where she's like yeah I'm, I'm I could not tell this shit but I'm about to tell this shit oh, um yeah. and then she kind of puts him on glass for being like a, a a dialogue mouther or whatever you would call it where he was mouthing everyone's dialogue, which was also something I had never heard before, never, like, even picked up on before. Oh, see, that I, I had heard. I heard that, like, I heard that before. I, I seen, and It was eye-opening. They showed it on E.T. in the past. <laughs> like, they showed it in the past, yep. Oh, that my God. Especially thinking about how great of an actor he is now. Um, You know, say whatever I want about him. He doesn't always do the best movies or whatever, but he's a great actor. And to think that, like, oh, he was such a nervous... You know, like kid, and he was mouthing everyone's dialogue. He was so nervous, he learned everyone's dialogue like that. I was like, "Oh, that's interesting." Well, I look at it like to show, like, just how combination of talented slash driven, you know, and determined. Yeah, because to look at that's nineteen ninety, like I guess started filming like the summer of ninety. 
And then you fast forward to another like four to five years later when he's in bad boys, you look, you, he's like, a, you feel like he's a trained actor. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, not ever acting before to then kicking ass yep. in a blockbuster kind of like film four or five years later is unbelievable. Yeah. Clearly a natural, you know, or like clearly works really hard, you know, and he talks a little yeah. bit, we can talk later about it when we get to James Avery, that section, but in, in hearing them talk about, you know, how James Avery really pushed him to be a, a better actor is also interesting because you don't know that he ever would have became the superstar he did if not having, you know, worked on the show with these people. Um, right. So, yeah. And then, so with the auditions, um, <laughs> and I wanted, yeah, I, I was thinking to say, I wanted to get to that too. <laughs> oh my God. How fun is it in that sweatsuit, man? <laughs> But it's was Dillis like, Carlton to me. I'm like, yep. I'll be honest. He 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 was hard on him, and I understand that. Like, is even like you know, for me in this podcast, I'm like, I can't listen to myself. Like, so I get that. But I was like, he, you're not bad at all. Yeah, you're Carlton. Like, <laughs> yeah, Hillary Karen Parsons. Oh like, my god. I'm, yeah, that one. I was like, yeah, I cringe a little bit. I'm like, oh yeah. I'm like, how did you get that role? I mean, she killed it. She killed it. Like, She's still a Hillary in that role, though. <laughs> you know? Um, I, I see that. I don't, I don't know. I feel like definitely like the, the seeds of what she became were there. But I'm like, and maybe, and that's why it's fun, fascinating to me. Because I'm like, when I, if I'm in that like casting director's like seat, would I like see Hillary and Karen Parsons? And that's where I'm kind of like, I, I don't know if I would have. And to their Well, credit, she had the look. Too. I mean, I feel like she did. It was definitely a drier version of Hillary, but I still think that it was Hillary, especially like the night and day between Hillary's character and Karen Parsons herself sitting down and like her, even just her speaking mannerisms. And like, I have seen her in other things, but I was kind of like, oh, that's not, that's not Hillary. <laughs> that's Karen <Yeah>. Parsons. <laughs> but when she does an audition, I'm like, oh, I can see. Okay. She's got a little bit of Hillary going on. And she's kind of got the look, like her whole outfit, her hair, like everything. She's got the whole Hillary look going on in her audition, so. No. And I liked all of those, but I'll be honest, you know me, I'm like a, yeah, you know, I like the backstory and everything. I never knew Will Smith. Oh, me neither. To be, you know, he goes to Quincy Jones's house, and I knew Quincy Jones was part of the, you know, yeah, he produced it. But, like, the fact that he's at the house for his birthday and then Brandon Tartikoff and Warren Littlefield yeah. are there. And then he's like, we're going to have an audition. I, I was cracking up. With <laughs> it's like, so funny you say that. I feel like I had never heard that story either. But somehow it's exactly what I expected that, that, <laughs> that it would be. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, if you had asked me, like, how did, how did Will Smith get on <laughs> this show? I feel like I wouldn't have known, but that's like probably what I would have envisioned is that somewhere, somehow, at a party, you know, Quincy Jones was like, Will Smith, do a little act for us. <laughs> and then they gave him his own show. Because I do feel like he had that wild, like, personality. Even him telling that story. I mean, like, again, back to like saying how much Will Smith reminds me of my family. It's like when he's like, it was his birthday. He was tasting a little bit. And then they're laughing. He's like, he was wet his beak. He was wet his beak. I'm like, that's my cousin Mickey. That's my brother. They talk exactly the same way. And the way he just acts, you know, his whole physicality throughout the story where he, like, is impersonating Michael Jackson at one point. Like, sitting up. And yeah. it's like, I'm like, yeah, that's how my family would tell a story. 
Um, but yeah, again, I feel like it's just so. I think that's what I would have thought is like, oh yeah, he definitely put on some kind of an act. He had that kind of vibrant personality already. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. and he probably just impressed some people at some party somewhere. <laughs> I don't think I would have thought, oh yeah, Will Smith. He tried out for an audition for this role. Right. You know. <laughs> Right. Well, I thought it was kind of like, which it kind of was, but still they wanted to see if he had chops. I just thought, you know, he was right. Him and Jazzy Jeff were rising on like the charts and popularity with, you know, parents just on the yeah. stand and all that. So I'm like, they just kind of said, well, let's take this kid. He's the guy. Let's move. But then it was fascinating to me. And I liked it because I think, I don't know. I like people. I think Will Smith is a confident person, right? Yeah. But I like it when, I, I can't stand when people are like they're confident, but they act like I'm always confident every day, every second, every minute. I always show this. And it's like, no, even if you're a confident person, you have doubts and you're like, I don't know. So when Quincy pulls him to the office and he's like, what do you need? I need like two weeks with an acting coach and blah, blah, blah. So I'd be like, yeah, I, I mean, granted, he's better than me. I would have said like two months. Yeah. I've been like, yo, give me two months and then I'll come on back in like a little studio separate. But he's like, Quincy's like, the people who are going to give this show a go are here right now. And you can show them right now this is going to happen. And I'd like, to me, because in life, sometimes that's what it is. Like, you don't have other opportunities. It's like, it's you take that step now or, like, it passes you by. Yeah. He was like, give me 10 minutes. And I'm like, all right. I I would have loved to have seen what he did. (laughs) Same. Same. Oh, man. Because, you know, like, you know, Quincy Jones... Even by, by like, the 70s, Quincy is, an, like, the man. Yeah. So, like, you know, I'm like, who else was at that party watching? Who else was there? Who else was, you know, probably throwing him back and, you know, just watching Will do, like, this audition? I'm like, that would have been just, yeah, that would have blown me away. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> I, I like, so, yeah, I just, that was such a, a great story. I just, and I it was such a Will way of telling the story. Um, and I like that he comes bringing it back to like you know the fo- what was the focus of the show and like talking about Will and Carlton's chemistry and how that wasn't the intended focus of the show, and but that's what it ended up being. And earlier when they do the auditions, he says to Alfonso like, "I just love watching you. You're so fun to mm-hmm. watch." And like that's the truth, you know. Like I feel like yeah. Carlton Banks is one of the funnest characters to watch. Um, without um, him, it's not it's not the same show. You know what I mean? No. And I think, and we're going to get into James Avery later, but it was great when Tatiana Ali said James Avery is the heart. Like, yeah, and that's true. Uncle Phil mm-hmm. was the heart. But to me, who brought the laughter? Mm-hmm. And Will was funny. Hillary's funny. Jeffrey's funny. Sure. OG and Viv. <laughs> sure. Jazz. But Carlton. Carlton is no way funny. Yeah. Yeah, he he's the best. He's the yeah, funniest because even saying. Will, who I feel like was intended to be the funny man, you know, like that was kind of his character. He's goofy. He wasn't as funny to me. I mean, maybe it's because again, going back to it, it's like that humor. That's that's my everyday life humor, and sometimes I'm annoyed by it. You know, I'm like that's yeah. how my brother acts all the time, whatever. But Carlton was this whole new character that like is not like anybody I know, and. Just you, I never knew what he was gonna say. You just he would always just say these unexpected, unpredictable things and act in ways that you're just like not familiar with. And I just I feel like he really and their chemistry together too. I feel like Will he makes Will both a better 
character and a funnier character. And then obviously in the show over time makes him, you know, a better person in the show, right? As my husband would say. (laughs) (laughs) No, he has to look at it like, and there's no knock on Will in his character, but the funny moments, I mean, he had, don't get me wrong, Will had other funny moments, but the funny moments of Will Smith on the show are him just cracking on Carlton's height or making fun <laughs> yeah. of Carlton being preppy or something. Where Carlton's moments, it, he, he, they, it was him. It was like he didn't really need to be set up right. to kind of just take over. Yeah. And, I mean, the fact that they talked about – which I remember, I remember Robin watching that episode live when he goes, no, and he and slides he across the floor. Across the floor. I know. <laughs> That has to be one of the funniest moments. I'm going to say. I definitely agree. That's definitely one of my funniest moments. Uh, Yes. Yeah. uh Uh-huh. Yeah, he's so funny. You got to look at it. And I know, like, because Alfonso, when he was younger, you know, a dancer and he has that. But, like, as great of a character as he is and, like, his funny, like, him being naive and just, like, preppy, kind of nerdy, his physical, like, humor is, like, unbelievable. I mean, that's hard. The way he slid on that floor like that. (laughs) Like, that's not easy to do. And I'm like, the fact that, like, he does that, he just runs around. I'm like. Oh, I know. But, I mean, even the Carlton dance. Like, that's physical. And, like, I was kind of surprised. I guess I shouldn't have been. But to know that he just made that up. You know what I mean? (laughs) He just was like, how would Carlton dance? I think this is how Carlton would dance. And it became such this iconic dance. You know what I mean? And, like, Will can't do it. That's so funny to me, too. Because, you know why? I have seen that imitated so many yeah. times. I've not seen anyone close to doing it like Alfonso Rivera. Like, even people, I'm like, oh, you're pretty good, but it's not like, and it's weird because like I've seen people do the moonwalk, and I'm like, yeah, you're kind of close to how like Michael Jackson yeah. doing <laughs> But like the Carlton dance, I've never seen anyone else But he can do it, yeah. No one can do it. And it is like, it's hard. It's, it's His physical like humor, it's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> so true. Uh, it, um, so then they go through the favorite moments for, and then so they start out with Jeffrey or Joe. Um, then he picks my favorite Jeffrey moment. I literally said it out loud. I was like, Oh, I hope he picks the poetry one. And he says, yeah, death poetry society, you know, cannons to the left of me. I quote that all the time. Really? Constantly. Well, I think of Jeffrey, my favorite episode with him is, um, when he, they will and calls and do the prank on him. Oh, where he, he quits? Yeah, he quits. <laughs> that I, and his reaction always—that always cracked me up. Oh, that's so funny. I always, I just always loved that whole scene where he just does and folly. Like you're just like, what is happening? <laughs> because I feel like it's like Jeffrey would. <laughs> Jeffrey would have had that moment back in England, you know, where he was like oh, doing sure. that. Just so funny to me. He's such a proper dude, but also I feel like that's one of the only. <laughs> Scenes where Jeffrey's really vulnerable, vulnerable, I guess. Right. Um, he's you know purposely being vulnerable, and it's just such a funny. That's such a funny episode. And then afterwards, it's like that's your butler. That's not. That's not no poet. You're like yeah, it is. <laughs> and then Karen Parsons, she she doesn't say it's her favorite, but she says like the most memorable was. When they blackmail her, and then you had Alfonso, will you clean mine about <laughs> the room? Um, the the I think that is of the first season. That's the best episode. Oh, it's so funny! First season, so funny. 
and, and yeah, where you clean my, and then that dinner table where all like the cues and then he's, he's smacking Will and doing the coffin. Will Smith is the greatest human being of all. <laughs> Will all Smith is scum of the earth. <laughs> yeah. And then she's like, she has to like bark. Yeah. And, and then she smacks Will. Hillary is just <laughs> like, so funny. Classic. So funny. And the Trevor moment. That's which is my favorite. It's my favorite moment on the show. Um, Hillary, will you marry me? <laughs> Definitely for me, one of my favorite moments on the show. I, it's weird because it's like I look back on that and I'm like, which it it's always a testament to any show when it's like it's simple. It's not like complex, and you're still like, I didn't see it coming, and it still has me dying <laughs> every time. Like. I'm like, something should, we can see something's going to happen. Maybe not dying, but he's going to get hurt or something. Yeah. Go. But like, it's still every time, like, will you marry? <laughs> Boom. And then the fact that they don't like, they like let the crowd laugh and like they just sit on they that. just action. sit there. It's just priceless. It is. You can't beat that. You can't. Like, and well, I don't know about bungee jumping, but <laughs> I don't think it's well on the ground like that, dude. I died. <laughs> so every single time I laugh every time at that. I mean I laugh at a lot of the things, but yeah, I feel like that's just one of those where it's like I can't imagine. And it's not supposed to be funny. That's the thing. It's I think that's why it's even funnier. Because it's really not supposed to be funny. A man died. <laughs> <laughs> but also it's like he was kind of a stupid dude and like i don't know you're like in a way i am like find myself questioning it like uh like was was it something he did <laughs> yeah yeah but honestly you're right though like trevor was a funny character and he did yeah. like, work well with hillary yeah like i like the chemistry that they had when he was on there yeah me too <laughs> Oh my. Uh, Tatiana talks about having her first kiss on the show. That melted my heart. I was like, oh. That was, it, was, it was nice. It was nice. But so I, 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 and I'm like, that's cool. That's cool. But I don't know. I, I think it's, it's, for me, like, I just, it, when it took that cue, because there's a lot. Well, I'll say this first. I guess it, I like that they did talk about that process and what, like, them talking about the black experience to the writers was very huge for me. Yeah. Because as someone who loves TV history and you look back, even can going back to the seventies where a lot of people like for good times, you know, John Amos, who you, you know, yeah. I know Robin's a West wing fan love from he's on Fitz, oh, yeah. but left good times for that reason. And so many people like left good times because they were just trying to make yeah. TV stereotypes. Mm-hmm. And you have shows like the Jeffersons having to deal with things like that. And it becomes just, you know, in Sanford and Son, and then like, which is not that much ahead of when the Fresh Prince premiered. Yeah. So then to see that, like, it was a more collaborative process and the actors were like, no, we're going to tell you about this experience and we're going to, you're going to hear it from us. And that's not how, you know, Ashley would speak to Phil, which is true. Yeah, that's like, true. Know, she she wouldn't speak disrespectfully, so don't put that in there. Like that, it, it's important to show that and show like the collaborative process that's needed still in Hollywood, like behind the scenes. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I like that they kind of talked about 
just like they had a lot of creative freedom um and like were able to really embody the characters and the soul of the characters that they wanted to really put forward uh i love that will talks about and i guess this is too a little bit when they talk about uh Alfonso doing the runaround. They talk about how the show really breaks the fourth wall and how that hadn't really been done before in sitcom history. And I guess I never really thought about it because it's just just how it always was. But they really did break the fourth wall a lot more than I really Safe. thought about. Yeah. Like I was like, oh yeah, they did that little montage, and I was like, I guess they did do that a lot. <laughs> um, you know what? I'm I'm right there with you. I I. Like, if you would have asked me, like, me and you were talking, you're like, remember they broke the four? I've been like, of course, I can name them. But then when you put it all together like that, I was like, wow, that was a lot of time. And then I'm like, who, like, I know it was done before, but I'm like, who consistently did that before Fresh Prince? I'm like, I can't think of it. Yeah, I can't think of anybody either. But again, I'm like, I, I if you had asked me, like, what sitcom breaks the fourth wall, I don't know that I would have been like, uh, we're fresh, like, right away Fresh Prince. Just because I'm like, it's so in the show. Like, to me, it's just like, it doesn't stand up to me. It's just, that's the show. You know, right. like, I don't think about it that way. Um, and it's interesting the way that they kind of talked about, and a couple different times throughout the reunion, how doing the show didn't feel like they were doing a show. It felt like they were doing a live show, like a play, you know, there was so much energy. I mean, they talk about the instruments that they play and the way that Will would go out and get the crowd en- energies up and, like, it was the hottest ticket in town and all this. Um, but you kind of feel like you're there a little bit the way they break the fourth wall, too. It's like you're yeah. in on the joke, you know? Like, it's you feel like, yeah, okay, I'm there. Um, and I uh, imagine I'll if you were in the audience, that's how you would have felt, too. I'll say this. I thought that was really cool because... I, I would have never known, and, you know, sometimes you wonder how other things influence other things. I would have never known, like, seeing, like, the, the instruments and getting the crowd hype, like, how him being a rapper and a performer, like, influenced his acting. Yeah. And, like, that was a big thing for me to see that, like, okay, that got everyone, that got the cast and the crew, like, amped, like, let's go. I got the crowd ready, and then I didn't know that, but it showed, compared, it was, it's a hilarious show, but, like, then when you hear those laughter, you hear the yeah. from the studio audience, it makes sense now. And I'm like, oh, like, I don't think another actor could have just like a trained actor would come in and do that. Exactly. Like it took someone like with Will's background. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I also we skipped over it like Jazz talking about his like little <laughs> his little role and him getting thrown out of the house. Um, and he says the whole thing about the shirt because they use the same clip. It's so funny. I'm like, if they did so many takes, why they only use that one take? I mean, and when they showed the other ones, every once in a while, you'd see another take where they'd use a different door and throw Jazz out. <laughs> but it was yeah. more often than not, it was like, you saw him wearing that shirt, he was getting kicked out of the house. Um, no, and, uh, and check the archives, people listening, in our part one, I give Robin credit because she's the one... <laughs> This summer, who told me I did not know that until Robin told me that, you know, a few months ago. So credit to you, uh, <laughs> and I gave credit to you in a past episode. But yeah, I I knew that now because I'm like, yeah, Robin told me that a few months ago. Yeah, so I was like, yeah, it's crazy, and I wouldn't have thought that they would bring that up in the reunion show. But it was cool to see. It was. It was cool that Jazz was there. I'm not gonna lie, like I didn't expect to see Jazz. Um, me neither. 
And so that was cool. And I think that's why I was so pumped that he talked about that. Because I'm like, what else did you talk about? (laughs) You weren't really on the show that much, man. Um, And I appreciated appreciated him talking about his feelings about the show. Considering he wasn't like a mean character. Uh, Yeah, it's weird. He's he's a recurring character, but he was on quite a bit. And he is such a fabric of how the show yeah that's true that was will and dj jazzy jeff yeah will didn't do that by himself like that was them together and then the fact of like the theme song is to both of them that's true and jazz getting thrown out is one i know when i talk to people about the show like different different fans one it's like the theme song they're talking about they talk about the carlton dance and a lot of times third it's jazz getting thrown out (laughs) yeah that's true It's such a like a known thing. Like jazz always got thrown out. And I'll be honest, I didn't growing up, I didn't really like it got old to me. I was like, okay, whatever. But like it is, it's it's iconic. That and he you know, he that. smells like bad cologne and, and chicken. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody smell chicken? Bad cologne and chicken. <laughs> such a I was that's hilarious. No. Yeah. Um, I want to talk a little bit about Karen. She had a, a little blurb that she talked about. Um, that she was saying that at some point the producers wanted to switch Hillary to a strong black woman. Um, mm-hmm. And she kind of put the, put the stop on that and was like, you know, there are some people who are flawed and you can learn a lot from them too. And I just really, I want to just, you know, point that out and highlight it because you know me as a a raging feminist you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) i really Mm -hmm. appreciate her saying that because i think that if they had made the switch that would have tainted her character you know i love strong women i really do i think that's that's what i always will say but i also don't think that the strong woman is just an archetype of a woman that's not necessarily what i want to see you know i always say the thing i always say is i hate seeing a dumb woman like if i see it if there's a character and it's a dumb woman it ruins the show for me but what I really mean is I hate seeing a badly written woman, like a two-dimensional and kind of unbelievable woman with no depth. And like Hillary was mm-hmm. dumb. You know, you could say that. Like some people would definitely say Hillary was a dumb woman. But I guess I wouldn't classify right. her that way because, you know, she does evolve through the show and you see that she's more than a dumb woman. She's caring. She's a lot of different things. But from the jump, you know, she's confident. She finds, you know, she eventually finds her calling in life. I think that's very inspiring. I was going to say that, yeah. Um, and you don't have to fit into a particular box of an archetype to be a strong woman or a strong black woman. Um, and, it, you know, like, we do kind of see some of these archetypes in different places. But I think in a lot of ways, Hillary Banks is a strong black woman. You know, she's just different than what you usually see. And I think that's okay. And I don't think anybody would call her weak. You know what I mean? I think no, she's I mean, powerful, right? Like she's confident and powerful. Someone who was spoiled and all that and drops out of UCLA, like that's where the episode with the, you know, the blackmail from Will and Carlton comes yeah. from. Drops out of UCLA to then going on and, you know, trying to live like kind of with Trevor and then her fiance pretty much dying. Yeah. And there were episodes after that of like she's in mourning and she's like down about like it's struggling, to, which is understandable is real struggling to get through what happened to trevor and then you see like she does bounce back you know phil like take kind of like cuts her off yeah and she makes a career having like the talk show and 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 all that like you know you do see 
uh, archetype in there. And I think that's important, like, to, to show, like, I don't know. It's like you said, instead of putting someone in a box. Exactly. Giving them that chance. Yeah. You know, I think of um, a co- uh, John Thompson, who passed away, a basketball coach at Georgetown. And he said, talk about, you know, black people, we don't want the opportunity to succeed. We want the opportunity to fail. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I look with that. Like, she doesn't, she can be like, hey, you know, she doesn't have to be like, oh, she's a kind of ditzy black woman. So, like, then all black women must be, you know what I mean? It's like, exactly. No, she can be just a ditzy black woman who does have depth to her. And it doesn't have to be like attached to a stereotype and, you know, all that. And stuff. that's the other I, thing, too, is like, you know, this is the 90s. This is the era of clueless. You know what I mean? Like, this right. was the, the time when being kind of that Hollywood dumb person was kind of a thing. But it was mainly portrayed as like a white woman thing. Um, and so, like, I do feel like Hillary Banks playing into that role is kind of like, Hey, like this is, uh, and they go into talking about this is like, black people are not a monolith. They're not all the same. They have different, you know, motivations and desires and different personalities. And, and I just feel like she crushes that role. Like you, ne- at no point am I ever like watching Hillary and I'm like, this is acting. I'm like, this is her. Like this is her. She is like always. Um, it's just she does does such a good job playing her and Karen Parsons. Um, no, there's always dignity in all those characters. And that was the thing. And I had said it, you know, back when, you know, Nick and I looked at like the broke down the Fresh Prince, like it did a job. And I think almost as close to perfect as you could have done in talking about black culture and talking about the different, which we still have today, the generational gap within the black which We're on the same team. We want equality. But then how this generation of like the civil rights era and the generation x and now you look to we could include millennials we see the the process there's similarities but there's a lot of differences in how we get there too and it's important i love that like even showing you know og aunt viv saying you know if you're just going to quote everything but don't know the history you're doing a misservice to it and that's important that's why like yeah absolutely i love history because it is it is empty if i can just quote but like what's the context what's that mean what did they have to go through (laughs) Exactly. Like, it is just an empty, exactly. empty line if you don't have that. Um, and, you know. Yeah. And, I mean, they definitely it's, talk it's a little bit impactful. about that, too, with, like, later with James Avery saying you're paying the way. And then, like, they also do that, like, a great little, <laughs> I love that they open up to talking about the realness of the show with that courtroom scene with Jazz with his hands up. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I, you know, this guy's got a gun. If I put my hands down, the next thing I know, i got to stick some warning shots in my bag. And, you know, it's as relevant today as it was 30 years ago, unfortunately. And I like that Will said. Yeah. Tragically, it still is that. And and the difference of Carlton having to get that lesson of, you know, getting pulled over. Yeah. And Will saying, put your, keep your hands on the steering wheel. And then Carlton, no, they're our friends. Yeah, police, a policeman is your friend. I'm like, damn. And, you know, Mm-mm. having to learn. And that those are the examples you see. I love that they said it. You know, when they talk about Carlton and Will's relationship, you know, you think like, okay, Carlton is the preppy. He, you know, has he's privileged. He's going to be going to an Ivy League school. Will's from West Philly. That well, Carlton's going to be the one to show Will. You know, they equally talk yeah, each other. Absolutely agree with and, that. And that's what I thought was important. Yeah. Let's talk about James Avery. <laughs> so. I, I, I'm ready. I, 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 I'm ready. This is going. the part. I'm about to say. Are you this ready? is the part. I I cried both times I watched 
<laughs> I can't. It just it's so it's just so hard to to watch this and know that you know Uncle Phil's gone. Um, but what like I just that idea of like what we do is not for us. Him saying what we do is not for us. It's not about us. We're here to bring dignity and to represent and to push forward. Like you know that is just so powerful, just so powerful. And so I feel like yes, Uncle Phil's the heart of the show. James Avery's the heart of the cast. It's very clear just by the way they talked about him, how much he pushed everybody. You know, Will talks about, you know, elevate. He, he says you, you know, have to elevate your craft. You're paving this way. Um, and then he talks about the father episode, you know, how James Avery whispers in his ear and is like, you know, that's that's fucking acting. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, he got him, you know, listen, you know, focus, like, kind of, you know. Yeah. And it's, it's huge because I have very little, you know, I just, someone who studies it like I've, I've done it like a couple times trying to like perform but i don't i don't claim to know like that life right yeah but like when you're doing something that has that range of emotion you're still a human being so even though like all right i'm a character you're all over the place you're all you're you know it, it's hard to kind of like cut and then just okay now i'm back to being Jeremy. Like, yeah it's like, so like it was huge for you know someone who is a trained actor a trained performer like James Avery to get him to like, Hey, stay in this moment. Yeah. I need you here. And like, you know, it, it's still, you know, yeah. we, and that scene, we all know. We, we talk right. Of course. It. Yeah. It's, it's one of the great scenes ever, but like, it just, I, I, I feel like he showed in the importance and you've seen it with like other people in Hollywood, but like, you know, he's pretty much, he's 45 when he gets to this role. And he had been acting and doing, you know, some voiceover work. And he, you know, did theater and, like, PBS stuff. But, you know, you don't really, I, I've looked at old shows. Like, Hill, I love Hill Street Blues, like a cop show in the 80s. And you see, like, oh, that's Uncle Phil. <laughs> yeah. But he's guest starring on an on a episode or something. So this is, like, I think you see it in how he portrays Uncle Phil and obviously how they talk about James Avery as a person who understood the struggle and understood like the importance and how big of a stage this is, how big of a moment yeah. it is, and to treat it with that proper respect. Yeah. And to just be part of that. Cause it's true. You know, they talk a little bit, I don't know if it's here or later about being part of this history and like, it's true, right? Like, now we can say, you know, it's the, because I guess at the time when you're thinking about the show, you're just thinking about it as a show, and maybe some people are thinking about it as, oh, well, this is, you know, in line with everything that came before it, but now we've even seen what's come since, you know, like, how Black television and Black characters have changed, and just how more, like, diverse voices are, are getting a stage in general um, in this era, especially in the streaming era of Netflix and there's some more spaces for people to kind of tell their own stories, but that wasn't quite where we were at yet with Fresh Prince, and to just kind of see how that really did open up the open up the door for other people um, who came after, and other shows that came after, um, and other writers and other you know other comedians, all kinds of different things that you can say that led to where we're at now. Oh, yeah, you see, like, and people talked about Blackish, and and you know, and people were trying to see like. Can you see a Cosby show influence? Sure, but no, like to me, I look at Blackish, that's a direct, you know, line from Fresh Prince of Yeah, Black. absolutely. Mm -hmm. 
and you don't, you know, now you see Anthony Anderson's kind of like a Will Smith type, but you know, a little twist on it. Yeah. And even with Blackish, Jennifer Lewis, who was on Helen, yeah, on Fresh Prince, <laughs> is the mom on Blackish. So there is a direct line anyway, but it's um, it, the influence I think is something that I don't think I got it as far as just, but it was standalone. Cause I think of like the line of black shows, you know, and I think of from like Julia in the late sixties and then from good Sanford and son, good times, flip oh. Wilson, the Jeffersons yeah. in the seventies, Cosby in the eighties, right. you know, Benson. And then I kind of like fresh Prince always, always seemed like, I guess because Will was an, a- I mean, a rapper and I'm like that, it's a great show, but it's different. Then I'm like, I go to like, oh, when Fox came out yeah. and then UPN, and I I would kind of skip over it. And it's like, no, there's that's the huge bridge and that huge gap. And it came out in 1990, which the 90s were a golden age for black television. And like, to me, this started. There. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it really did. Yeah. It's like later you get, you know, like in the house and... <laughs> Like yeah. all yeah. those other shows that came after. You get Martin, Martin, get living, yep. single, living single, which you know Queen Latifah's a rapper. Who, yep. How big of an influence of Absolutely. that? Queen Latifah guest starred on the show on twice. <laughs> you know, what I'm yeah, saying? like that's huge. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I just it's like it was just really, and also I think the other thing about this part is like. Just seeing how much they all respected him, and and how much that. I don't know. He really like you. I always say, you know, Uncle Phil's my ultimate TV dad, and just for him to be passing down these lessons, Tatiana talking about, you know, I learned all about these things at his feet. You know, I learned about, you know, where how we're paving the way, how we're elevating our craft at James Avery's feet. It's like he really, he was both the ultimate TV dad on and off screen, right? Like Hillary for talking sure. about how he used to call her daughter. You know what I mean? Like he he took being her her dad seriously. And you can really see that that comes through in their their acting, and it's just they when they do that montage where they show an Uncle Phil scene for each of the characters, that's where it gets me every single time, and it's always them saying something super powerful, you know, you know, I, you know, people opened up doors for me. There's no shame in, in walking through the doors I'm opening for you, you yeah. know, like yeah, oh my God, just and how and just i love you carlton like that scene with him and carlton where you know carlton says yeah i don't want to disappoint you and he's, you could never disappoint me. you know what i mean like you can never disappoint me dad like i just like get so emotional i'm so choked up watching it because just it's so he really was the heart he really and it's like just so unique the relationship that they all had with him and that he really was that much of an influence on them both behind the scenes and on the show. And I think um and you said that so well. I you know I, it's uh I was trying to piggyback like um cause now you got me started to think and I'm like I was I've been holding it back for three days and now I'm like <laughs> oh, I'm like man but I, I think um you know I see I'm trying to say this I thought what he did, and I, I had another word besides calling it beautifully, is you see the trend, you know, when the show starts, those first, you know, Hillary's college, just going to college, yeah. Will and Carlton High School, Ashley's middle school. What I thought was beautiful was that the love never was consistent throughout. But as they got older, you saw it was almost a smooth transition to where the love is just as powerful, but he recognized, like, no, you're becoming a young woman. You're becoming a young man. Yeah. 
and you have to look like he didn't stay just like like you know for early seasons he's yelling will carlton when they would mess up he kind of be like come on i'm disappointed like you're a man like, yeah or hillary you're 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 a young woman i can't keep doing this like and that's what I thought was cool and I liked and I loved because so many times I'm not a parent, so I'm not saying, but like, it wasn't like, Hey, you know, sometimes I see it on TV or in real life. And I'm like, you know, so-and-so is 25. Like, yeah, you got, you can't talk to them. Like they're not 15 no more, even though they're messing, like they're grown, but like it kind of just smoothly like goes into it with Phil. Like he kind of recognizes like, Hey, you're, you're an adult and I did my job. I'm here to guide you. But, your mistakes are now your mistakes. And I and I, I don't know if it's powerful to me. Yeah. And seeing that montage, it always kind of hit that for me. And um and even that that line, um and the part that really hits me the most is always just and you saw it like throughout, but it, it's probably why I can't really watch the finale. I watched it live and then I haven't watched yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's sure. because when him will saying, you know. I know what it's like to not have brothers and sisters and and all that. And now I know what it's like to his have it pretty much. And I don't want to go back to the yeah. other way. And Phil saying, you're my son. Yeah. Like, you know, it's not going to go. And it's just, I don't know, for me, it's like, I've had that fear all the time. Just like, whether it's with friendships or other relationships, it's like, and, you know, there's that change. Someone moves away or someone, and I'm like, I don't want to go back to the way it was before. Yeah. In a way I want it to still, even though I know life is always changing. I don't, and, you know, pretty much I'm afraid. I don't want us to lose this bond. I love this bond with, you know, family with those friends who are like family. And I don't want to lose it. And yeah. I appreciate the vulnerability on both of them in that scene. Absolutely. And speaking of losing <laughs> that bond, let's talk about Janet Huber. Um, it's it's well because I'll say this, it was tough. I did not know. I should have known because we had seen it that they were playing the montage for all of them. So when the screen is like black, the, the montage ends and they'd have like the James Avery, like, yeah, you know, nineteen forty five to two thousand thirteen. And then when they're all like, it becomes like bright and they, even I see like jazz is crying. Yep. Everyone's crying. I was like, that was hard. That was that hard. Was really tough. And she wasn't there for it. And like they move into that next part where. You know, Will's like, you know, talking about how they haven't talked in 27 years and then kind of mm. goes into this whole. Can okay, I, yeah, go ahead. Let me, can I ask you a sure. quick question, though? That this kind of hit me at. Do you think now, because we've seen it and we had heard it throughout the year, but we saw it here, that's a tight knit cast. Yeah. Right? Do you really, when Will says, we haven't really talked about this, like with Janet, and I'm like, 27 years y'all didn't talk about it three years after she leaves on the show like y'all as a group didn't really like talk about yeah like do you believe that? i do i do and i think it's because i mean i feel like if anybody was going to talk about it, it would probably be james avery who's not there you know if you think about like who will is to the, the rest of the cast members you know at the time especially being on the show that I can't see Karen Parsons, you know, or Alfonso, or obviously Tatiana was young. So, like, I can't see any of them standing up to Will and being like, hey, Will, you're being hard-headed. Why, why, you know, why are you doing this? Or what What happened with Janet? Or whatever. I can. I also can see, I mean, it's implied they didn't really talk about it. Um, Janet implies it later. 
them kind of banishing her together, you know, through the gossip. They are tightening it. And if she was, she says, you know, I stopped talking to everybody. I can imagine them feeling betrayed by her and then just deciding, you know, like, we're not, we're not going to mess with her. And then especially as time goes on and they have that rivalry and Janet says different things and Will says different things. Like, I can imagine them being like, yeah, I don't want to get involved. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I just thought, like, and that's what I kind of got because I never heard anyone. I, I know the, a lot of it was with Will and Janet, but I never heard anyone. And I, I think James would be too classic. To I agree. That, yeah. But like. But like, kind of even like reference her. I will remember Janet, or like you know. So I kind of felt like that's what I thought. Like the second thing, the latter, like they kind of all like joined in with Will. Yeah, that's what like, it seems right, like. And she's 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 distant, whatever. And that's why I'm like, maybe not into great depth. I can see, but I'm. And like, then they probably were just yeah. I probably it. just felt like they didn't want to be involved in <laughs> in any kind of a feud. But again, so all right, I my biggest break is that I feel like it was messed up. They didn't include her, Janet, in the James Avery memorial. Now it would have been different if they didn't include her at all. But like you know, they do include her in the show, um, in the reunion, and it felt cold that like they waited until after the James Avery memorial to bring her on because, as if she didn't work with him and and love him and have stories about him. That she could have shared. I thought I just felt like that was a little cold. That was my my biggest gripe about it. I'll say this: I looked at it through two like the lens on on a personal level. I agree a thousand percent. Like it felt like she should be in that room talking about yeah. telling his stories because it. I mean, if anybody, I mean, I, I'll be honest, like uh, Daphne Maxwell Reed. I don't really feel like when she joined the show. Not a lot of her and Phil scenes. And when they movie. are, I don't like them. <laughs> Can I just, right. it's just like, Where, that's not my ambit. Hashtag not my ambit. Yeah, but like you have Janet and James Avery. They have powerful scenes mm-hmm. together. And to me, like that mm-hmm. stuck out. And so it's like, I would, and she talked very nicely of him when he did pass away. And I, uh, as a person, I'm with you. Now, if I think about it, because once it leaked out that they're doing this and that she's back on, that was like the big like juice, like like the big like I don't know, like oops, yeah, like, everybody like wanted to know, yeah, everyone wanted to see that conversation. So I guess like as like a if I'm directing it or editing or producing, I get like putting like separating that because that's a that's like a kind of because like everything else is like you know, poignant, fun, you know, sad with James Avery. And this was kind of like tense and it went up not being at the end, but like you kind of go into it, like, uh Oh, like, how's this going to be kind of like a confrontation, like a showdown kind of confrontation yeah. thing. So I get in that lens, like keeping that separate, but I think I'm with you personally. I would have liked to maybe put that in the middle. Yeah. And then I would have liked to have seen what she had to say back. about James Avery. Yeah. Um, but I do like, I, I don't know. I, there's so, I have so many feels about this whole thing. I mean, I love that she, she starts out by being like, so some people call me the OG. I'm like, yeah, I do. Hell yeah, I do. Yeah. That's my aunt Viv right there. That's, you know, Daffy Reed, no disrespect, but she's an imposter. Um, that's how I feel Thanks. about her. And it's no offense, but that's just, that's where I'm at. 
And I also am like, you want to talk about a strong black woman? I mean, Jana Huber playing Aunt Viv is a strong black. That's a that's a strong black woman character. And I actually I feel like, and again, it's no disrespect to Daphne Reed because I know she has done other things. I think she's a great actress. I just that that character they change her character so much. Um, you know, so not only do you have somebody who's a new actress playing Aunt Viv who, you know, you had a dark-skinned Aunt Viv, now you have a light-skinned Aunt Viv, which is kind of like, to me, I feel like says something about broader society a little bit, and it's kind of a slap in the face in some ways. Oh, yeah, um, for sure. But on top of that, they make her into a, like, kind of like a housewife, like, two-dimensional, very almost whiny. I don't want to say that because that's kind of derogatory, but I... In in some ways, like you know, the, her relationship with Uncle Phil is really different, and it's very much like a nagging relationship, a more stereotypical, like how you would see a wife present, like you know what I mean, how you would say it, a wife portrayed in it before. Whereas like Aunt Viv, OG Aunt Viv was not like that. OG Aunt Viv had the power, you know, like and it was just disappointing. I, I feel like the the way they went with Aunt Viv's character after Janet left the show was disappointing to me. And I I agree. Now, what I will say, which I wish we they we would have had a chance to see how they would have done it, is because you're right. The show in the beginning, it's a lot of like Will and Carlton trying to like their relationship, but and Phil and Will, but like Aunt Viv is a power. So like it's that that Aunt Viv and Phil dynamic. Aunt Viv has episodes, you know, featuring yeah. her and her relationship with mm-hmm. Will, and so like. I feel like when she left and Daphne Maxwell Reed came in, you're right. She was kind of like just, she just kind of like would set the scene or like say like, come on, Nikki, and like leave or something. Yeah. But it did change where then I see like Phil, you know, the Phil uh, and with Will and Carlton was different. Hillary and Jeffrey to me kind of emerged. Yeah, like, absolutely. Later on. Like, and I kind of wonder how the dynamic would have been if OG Aunt Viv stayed Absolutely. on there and, and what would have been, because, you know, as the characters got older, her role is going to be different as like that mom figure to, to them because they're grown. But like, how does that dynamic change where I feel like it kind of opened up space where like, well, like Viv is now with, with Daphne Maxwell Reed. She's just there. So we can have Phil interacting with all the characters. We can have these guys interacting this combo come, which was cool in a way. I do love those episodes too, but there is like, there's just something. There's a gap. There's for sure a void. <laughs> it's weird. It's it's like it's just it, they. I think it's a great job in how they rearranged it, the comedy setup, and it was like the chemistry with everyone. So it's still great. That to me, there's no bad season of Fresh. Prince no, of I'm Bel-Air. with you. Like all six are great, but it's like that strong woman who was like. She's a full professor. Yeah, exactly. She's a yeah, yeah. but she, she, you know, but she's vulnerable. Like you know, with the whole dance I, yep. class, or when she gets pregnant. Yeah, like which are hilarious episodes too. Like and stuff like like I think it's great. And I said it on the the uh, reunion. You know, I mean, the part one when we, me and Nick talked about it, the dynamic that OG Aunt Viv had with her three sisters was awesome to yeah. watch. And it just goes. Yeah, you don't get that with Daphne. Maxwell Reed leaves. It's just it's not the same chemistry. She's not the same person, um, which is fine. She doesn't have to be, but it's in in a certain way. It's almost just like they totally just disown Aunt Viv's character, you know. And like 
I, I think about there are episodes with Daphne Reed where, you know, playing it Viv, where it's like you get that. Like, for example, the one where she leaves him. You know what I mean? And she goes to stay with Ellie. Yeah. Like that whole like there's like that's like a two part episode. I'm like, this is not Aunt Viv. This is hashtag not my my Aunt Viv would never do this. Okay. My Aunt Viv would have had his ass in check way earlier and probably wouldn't be getting all upset about certain different things. Um, I mean in that one it's like that he's gonna go run for political office, I guess. But there's even ones before that where it's like, you know, I don't know, he forgets their anniversary. Like, and it's just like, you think about that, and it's like, they are literally relying on these old stereotypes that you can pull out of I Love Lucy or, like, some other 50 show. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, oh, he forgot her anniversary. Mm-hmm. It's like, what the hell is this shit? You know what I mean? Like, you go back to season one, two, three. Like, that episode you just brought up, the dance episode, where Vivian turns 40, is one of those where it's like, it's not just about... How great Aunt Viv is. Because I, I think that's a great episode with her where you get to... Really, she gets to showcase how she's a strong black woman. Because she really is like, I yeah. can fucking do anything. And I will show everybody that I can do anything. And she does. But what you don't like really... Which isn't at the center of that episode, but I think is really important, is her relationship with Phil. And how he's like, you know, I, you know you're beautiful, Vivian. Like, what are you talking about? You're not old. Like, he starts out kind of like, you know, it's funny in the beginning. He's like, oh, you know, it's somebody at your zip code, you know, instead of age. Yeah. But towards the end, and then the last scene in the episode is like, you know, her being like, do you think I'm pretty? And, and he, him being like, look at that mirror. And then like giving her this whole thing about how he gets home at six every day so he can be with her because she's everything he wants in a woman. And and how beautiful she is, and no, you need to look in that mirror, how beautiful you are, like, it's like, that, to me, is like, you didn't see relationships, like, portrayed that way, from a, so to speak, mom and dad on a television show, um, no, you didn't. and, like, and that's, and I think that's something, like, for me, like, I think about my own relationship, and, like, me being an adult, it's like, yeah, that's what I want in a partner, is somebody who is gonna be my road dog, and not somebody who, is gonna forget our anniversary and we're gonna like you know what i mean it's like we're right, gonna be right. all mad about it i can't see uncle phil you know not running uh running by and viv his you know thoughts on being in political office but you know what i mean like if it was og and viv they seemed like partners to no. me not just characters that were married yeah absolutely and it seemed well og and viv did was also was a bridge of a gap, you know, where she was more understanding to Will. And granted, it's her yeah. nephew, you know, Phil is his uncle by marriage. And that's her older sister's uh, son, yeah. Son. But it seemed, it also was like, she wasn't easy on him either, though. Like when he was out of line, she said something. But she kind of helped Phil to understand him. Yeah. And not be so, and have, and look at it. And I think that's, what granted now he you know by the time Daphne Maxwell Reed comes on, they have been living he'd been living there for like three years, you know, quote unquote. But it's still like yeah, that person like she helped to under she kind of bridged that gap for Will and Phil. Yeah. And like then you you bring in someone else who, you know, I could never see Daphne Maxwell Reed bridging no. the gap. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? So she's right. on the whole series that character's there they're just they're just button heads and going at it you yeah know what i mean like she's not like being a, a bridge she they're she's just like docile yeah and, oh phil phil and like nothing exactly you know, it's it kind of goes worse yeah 
So, all right. So we're going to, let's talk about the I want to talk conversation. About the conversation. Yeah. Um, I just was really impressed by Janet Huber. I really was. I feel like there's a couple things that kind of come to my mind. One being that she apologizes to him twice before he apologizes to her once. And I feel like that made me feel some kind of way. But also just I felt like she brought so much dignity to herself in the way that she approached um, the topic. I felt like it was really big of her to even be there. Um, and I like that she doesn't let him off the hook. You know what I mean? Like where I, I think it was mm-hmm. uncomfortable and like she could have easily just been like, okay, let's just move on. Instead, she asked him hard questions. She asked him, has it been tough for you? Oh, for sure. Has it been tough for you? And he says yes, but you know that's not really true. You know what I mean? Like he's r- risen to, you know, superstardom and she lost everything. Um, and like without even knowing her story, just I like that she really makes him face up to what he did and saying like, you know, calling a black woman difficult in Hollywood, like you literally banished me from Hollywood. And for what you went so far, you took everything away from me. And for what, what did I really do to you besides stop talking to everybody? You know what I mean? And like, and also just thinking about that era. And even now I don't really know, but I know like that story is not uncommon to hear about actresses who were banished for being, so to speak, difficult. Like, I think about Shannon Doherty. I think about January Jones as somebody, you know, where it's like they get called difficult and then they can't get work. Whereas, like, you know, Edward Norton and Bruce Willis, people who have men who have been considered to be some of the most difficult actors to work with. James Cameron, director, one of the most difficult people to work with. That doesn't slow their career down at all. But she's right. Like, when she says, like, that stops her career and it's trapped. And again, also, like, because she got pregnant, another thing which was not super uncommon right off the top of my head, I think of uh, Charisma Carpenter from Angel, Lisa Bonet, both, you know, getting kind of pushed off their shows when they got pregnant, um, which is, you know, a testament to the sexism that's really still prevalent in Hollywood or especially during this, this time. Um, oh, for sure. And I just think, like, I still don't think Will really even under, like, came to that understanding of, under, like, seeing how big of a deal it was what he really did. Um, no, I, I don't, I think Will, Will looks at best, of, you know, you give a letter grade, at best C-minus mm-hmm. in this. And Janet, to me, is B-plus to an A-minus. I, I do think... And the only thing I, I do, because I did notice that, like, she, because I feel like it was a lot of energy, a lot of, she had a lot of emotion, rightfully so, going into that. And I only thing I could think is, because I felt the same way, like, why she say sorry so quickly is because, like, over recent years when she talked about it, like, she went in, like, in, you know, and maybe you can say how she said certain things. I would be like, okay, yeah, that I would be sorry for, maybe. But, like, what she said, I don't knock her for. And I do think it was great that she did not let him off yeah. the hook and wasn't just like, okay, well, you know, it's been a long time, 27 years. And, you know, they both go, well, sorry for what happened. Yeah, me too. And it's great to have you back. Like, yeah. I would have been like, this is lame. I was yeah. pissed. I'm yeah, like, I'm glad she did but confront like, him. She was saying, like, you sent the dogs after me. It was like. Yeah. Um, 
And it's like the truth, yeah. And I mean, <laughs> there's something to just the way Will was talking. Like, he, you know, immediately is like, making excuses for himself it's like i was 21 and everything was a threat it's like bro just apologize you fucked up you know what i mean like you you, you know what i yeah, mean like exactly. own up to your shit if it's it's been 27 years you've got a lot of time to think about this and it's fine that you've been self-reflective but also you need to address the fact that you you brush somebody's career out of your own just like kind of pit, like you know what i mean like kind of childish stuff um well I, I, I agree a thousand percent. I guess I'll say this. I I I get I don't like it. I'm with you. I don't like that he didn't, but I appreciate it. I feel like he was hurt. Yeah. And maybe in a different way, but I felt like he felt like, all right, well, you're being distant here. We're trying to grow this show. And also like, you know, Wolf is, there's a reason why he's a iconic he's talented, but he's a businessman too. And he was good at that at a young age. He saw that stuff. And I feel like he also, like he said, I felt like everything was a threat. I felt like he felt her being distant. And if she's going to come back or not, that's a threat to my brand, to this show. So goodbye. And so I think he took it and he's showing his, like, he felt personal about certain things. And I'm with you. I don't agree, but I guess I appreciate the realness of it. Like he's showing like, he was bothered, but I'm with you. I don't want to, you know, that's not good enough for me because, you know, maybe if you say I was 13. Yeah, exactly. 21 like, isn't, isn't that young. Like, you're, you're, yeah. You're an adult. Mm-hmm. You're, you're a grown man. So like, come on. Yeah. And have been in the spotlight for some time. Exactly. Too. Um, and I just, I do think like it was big of her to, you know, really just be like, let's just end this, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. And then he says, I'm sorry. But I think the defining thing for me is, I think, I don't remember even who says it, if it's him or it's her, where they just like, they hug and he's, they're just like, we good? And then they're like, yeah, this was just like, that feels really real to me. Like, that's kind of how I would probably end a fight too, that lasts like, 27 years. Just be like, yeah, we good. Yeah, we're good. Okay, moving on. Um, and I also think yeah, was... that at a time when the country's never been more divided, it was nice to see people come together. Um, that has so much reason not to. A, a great point. Great point. It, it, it was, and it was good to have that, and good to have it not be fake and phony. And now, that, and it wasn't necessary. You did not need to go like, well, you said this, and then you said yeah. that. Like, that's not needed. It's just let's get to the heart of the feelings and the emotions. And good to also say because sometimes that is true. And by actually, that's some, most of the time we don't know what someone else is yeah. going through. So a lot of times we think, oh, so and so is just being mean. So and so is just is nasty when she was going through a pregnancy a contract negotiation, and most importantly, an abusive relationship. Like, that's a lot to, like, that's a lot to take on at any point, let alone all at once. Yeah, it sounds like her family was pretty messed up, too. (laughs) Um, Right. Just saying that they, that she ruined their name. Sounds pretty abusive in itself. Uh, (laughs) Like, I was like, damn, your family said that to you? Shit. Messed up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, you, you, you know, no, I don't know those people, right. family, but like, who who would know your name if it wasn't right. her? Exactly. Like, like, who you know? Who would know you? She's so, still OG and Viv. Damn. <laughs> I mean, thirty, 30 years, years later, later, right? 
So, I mean, that was trending all on Wednesday night and stuff. And that was good to see. Like, um, just proud because uh, certain things are bigger. So, you know, a lot of times on the outside, you can be like, or if you look at just material, well, yeah, Will, he wins. or And not about winning and losing, but, you know, he had this career. But to me, like, when I watch that, the bigger person who won. Yeah, absolutely. Kid, and, and, you know, Will, I don't want to say he looks small, yeah, but. But I get you. He, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, he. Yeah, and again, you know. <laughs> I hope my brother never listens to this, but I, again, I don't know. I'm like, <laughs> I think about, I get, I really do. I feel like Will Smith reminds me of my brother in so many ways. Um, and not that my brother is, has never apologized for things or whatever, that he even has a reason to apologize or not, you know, whatever. But just his mannerisms, even in the way that he was talking about Janet Huber, or talking to Janet Huber, it was like, that's like my brother. <laughs> Like, I feel like that's how he is. Very slow to kind of say what he's got to say and intentional about what he says and not giving too much away. And not just my brother, by the way. Like, I just feel like that's how my family is in general. Um, and so it's not just the character of Will Smith. It's actually Will Smith who really does feel like he is, you know, so close to me that I would think of him as my family in so many ways. Just the way that he acts and his mannerisms of, like, yeah, when he's sitting there and he's like ah, holding his hands out and he's like, ah, everything was a threat to me. I'm like, that's my brother would say that in that exact way. Um, and then just the ending of, okay, we, we good. Like, just like, yeah, this is, this feels very real to me. This doesn't feel staged. This doesn't feel like somebody wrote out a script for them to talk about. Um, it feels raw. It feels real, and and you can and you can see it in Will Smith's face too that he doesn't know how to react to certain things that she's putting out there. You know when she's saying, you know why so far. You know like he's like very uncomfortable, and and you can tell that that like irks her, and then he's you know trying to kind of respond, and it just it's it's real. You know like whereas I think in a lot of other spaces in the world in in opportunities to do different things like this most people would have those people meet beforehand and then like kind of figure their shit out and then they would bring them on together and be like well okay now that we can control this situation and we know exactly what you guys are gonna say and do um we'll give it a shot um and i like that they didn't do that i like that you can really tell this is their first interaction in 27 years and she says what she's got to say and she doesn't hold back you know and he and he kind of just sits and takes it. And so as much as I agree, like, yeah, Janet won that. I also see that that was a really hard thing for Will Smith. And not to defend him or whatever. Like, I, I but I can definitely see, no, like, no. he came to it the way he could come to it. Based on who he is, you know. I, I do. And I think I do. You're right. Like, my my thing, definitely kudos for, you know, because he, he doesn't have to do that. And kudos for he could try to control it or blah 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 and all this stuff and and to really let the, the world, especially like you said, and what's been going on this year, to really see that I think is definitely big of him. I, I just felt like there were some things that we're, um you know hopefully I, I I don't know but I'm I'm reading between the lines so like cause I think even she didn't know and he was like everyone was a threat and she's like I I I was a threat he's like no there's everyone I was a threat and like. What do you mean? Because 
I see a guy, and granted, we don't know what's going on in someone's personal life and all inside, but you're kind of on the rise on this show. You have a budding music career, and then you didn't act to me like a threat, like everyone's a threat to the right. rest of the cat. Like, to me, if he had a bad relationship to every, with James and Alfonso and Karen, then I'm like, oh, okay, but that's not the vibe that I, from watching the clips back in the day to seeing you guys throughout the years, I don't get a, like, you had that threat vibe to all of them. Yeah. I just kind of see you feel you're saying that, but really it was like uh-huh. to her. So what do you mean? Right. I think it's, you know, I wish, he I agree. I wish that he that had more. expanded as well, but I think that the truth is, is what I kind of gauged from it is, you know, he was looking to justify what he did. And the reality is, is that, you know, he was, probably just being vindictive you know like which which is fine like yeah. we all get that way you know like we all are that keep like for sure not everybody isn't living their life you know on screen and so we don't always have to deal with the like fallout of certain decisions that we made there's plenty of people in my life i haven't talked to in years and maybe it's because i was being vindictive or there are people that I do talk to now who I've reconciled with who where I definitely was being vindictive or they were being vindictive. Um, and so I don't know. I, I part of me, I'm just like, I, it seems to me that, you know, they had a fight. He was vindictive, you know, and like he doesn't really know how to say that without worrying about his own reputation as an actor. But I wish that he had too. Yeah. like, I really do wish that he had been like, you know what, what I did was messed up. I was just I was mad. And I was being, I was being vindictive, or I was being resentful, um, and I didn't really know what you were going through, and that's okay, you know, <laughs> like, that's fine, for sure, uh, for sure, because then you could say, and Grant is revisionist history, but you know, hey, if he says that, and then maybe though, know, looking back, and that could maybe even mean when she says, "I'm sorry," I that could make more sense, like, you know, hey, back in '92 or '93. You don't owe that to us. It's not our business. But if you say, hey, I'm just going through some things personally, I just give me some space. Sure. Maybe it clicks a little bit better for everybody. You know what I mean? Like maybe because I know it'd be hard to tell someone I'm I'm going through an abusive relationship and like, no, like it's hard to say that. But just say things going on personally. It's, you know, I need some space, but it's not you. It's just others like maybe then like, okay, maybe he doesn't try to send the dogs after right so exactly if, if he had that um so it 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 was it was it was really touching to see it was cool even like to for well all i will say i do not daphne maxwell reed i like as a person i like her and other things yeah she's been in as the second aunt viv yeah. i don't like but i'll say two things i liked that she seemed like a part of yeah. the family like like i didn't get a vibe like oh she's like the backup like she seemed like she fit right in with everyone, which was really cool to see. Yeah, I agree with that. And I kind of like when Will brought up like Janet, and then she's like, "I haven't met her," and it seemed like she wasn't like, "Oh, I'm the second one." It seemed like she wanted to embrace her into. Yeah, it. and she did, and I, I mean, that was nice. You know, I just seeing yeah, seeing uh, Janet come back and hug everybody, and yeah, you could tell they they really wanted to see her. They really wanted to. They missed her. That and that's. That was nice to see. And then you had little Nikki come back. <laughs> was weird. So, was weird. so weird. I was like, you so were an adult with that mustache and facial hair. And he, he looks, looks exactly the same. The same. It's the... so weird. 
it, and the thing is, I'm watching that and I'm thinking, I'm like, are they going to reference Nikki? But like, who cares? But then like he comes back and I'm like, oh wow, they really did it. But I'm like, this is kind of yeah. weird. Like he seems, which it makes sense. I mean, probably when the show went off, he had to be like five or six. So like, he don't really know them like that. But it's just like, it's odd. Like, I'm like, oh, he's here. And I'm like, you really look the same. Like, it's yeah. weird. It, was, it was weird. It was nice and weird. I feel like little Nicky's one of those characters where I'm like, or baby Nicky. I'm like, I could have lived without him. (laughs) Uh, I one of you know me in sitcoms. I love them. One of my top pet peeves is that when there there's no need, it doesn't do anything. Where like you have all these teenage kids, and then oh. We're pregnant, and you throw them in like Mm -hmm. the middle of the series. Like, why do you need to have that? It doesn't do anything. And then you age them like weirdly. The one season they're a baby, then the next season they're four, then the next season they're six. What do you do? Right, I hate that too. Like, right, like little Nicky's literally like six years old. It was like he was born last season. What are you talking about? Will's just still in college. How's this a thing? (laughs) Um, Yeah. Other than the episode where Boys to Men sing it as a Christian age. I'm like, I can live without little Nicky. He's kind of annoying. Yeah, that's really the only the only thing he brought. The only Gotta love some boys to men. Um, Still, boys to men could have sang at oh, something gotcha. else. Is all I'm saying. I don't care. Um, <laughs> who wasn't there that you wish had been there? The only one I could think of was Will's mom, Bernie Watson Johnson. Oh, uh, oh, yeah. I would uh, both Will's mom and Jennifer. Mm, Lewis. Yeah. Uh, I wish they both could have been. Yeah, there. I'm wondering why they weren't invited. Yeah, because Will's mom to me is a big, and she has guest starred on a lot of stuff. She's always Will's mom. So, like, she was right. old enough to make an imprint where I'm like, and then it was always on Helen. So, <laughs> yeah, and on Helen, I mean, talk about a character who absolutely like, for every episode, not all that many episodes, but just like takes over. And I love it. So, like, and I guess you could have had the other, the Janice, the young, but she was only in like two her, episodes, but, though. Like, I mean, on Helen's a little yeah, bit more. But, uh, yeah, Aunt Helen and Will's mom, I thought it would have been great to have yeah. on there. I mean, especially, I'm like, especially because you bring in little Nikki. It's like, Will's mom was in more episodes than baby Nikki. <laughs> exactly. Um, I guess you, you could have had Nia Long. Who I thought about that, but I was Nia. like, I, I wasn't. No, I'm not that missing now. that. Um. I did not. I was not a Lisa. For, did you like Lisa? No, not really. Like the character Lisa, I didn't. I didn't like. Yeah, I mean, I think character. there are some really good episodes with her in it, but uh, as a character, no, that wasn't for me. Um, I hated that whole storyline where they oh. get engaged and get married. But go I have a question. I was gonna say the oh, the, the couples therapy with the Jeffersons is is one of my all time favorites with George Jefferson that's and Weezy. Yeah, that's a good one, but. So what's your question? <laughs> Such a great episode. I, what do you feel about Tyra Banks, who played Jackie? What do you feel about? Oh, I love Jackie? Jackie. Oh my god, yes! I would have loved to see Jackie come on the show. Um, although I, I don't think that she—that's necessary. But yeah, it would have been nice to see her. I did. I love Jackie. But you, why did they not have them? That's a good point. Well, maybe because Tyra Banks started doing other things. <laughs> She was in the show less and less as time went on. But, like, why not make her, like, 
the romantic interest. And even if it ends the way it did with Lisa, where they get engaged but don't get married, like, why not? Good do that question. Um, yeah, because I always was like, well, I think part of it is when Jackie first comes into the show, she kind of shows where Will is. Like, he's still very immature. Right, like he's not good enough for Jackie what? when she first comes into the show. You can tell, like her challenging him, he can't handle it. Um, but yeah, I do think, like, I wish they had revisited that and like come back around, like as he kind of got became more of a man, right? Like became more of an adult. You see him grow. Um, I really do wish they had revisited that because I I feel like they definitely had the chemistry. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So I, I, I'm with you. I think it would have... Uh, Jackie all day. I don't know. But, but Jackie was great. I thought Tyra Banks was, yep. was phenomenal in that part. And and so I... I yeah. I wish she... See, need to, I, I'm not saying Tyra Banks need to come on the reunion, but that's what, maybe like a what if. Like, I wish they could have... A revisionist history, I would say, number one, yep. no Nikki. <laughs> number two, I would say... I would say I wish you would have done the, the Lisa storyline with yeah. Jackie. That's, that's and I think that would have made more right. sense too, because I mean, it was always right. weird to me that he was trying to get married to somebody he barely even knew. But at least if it had been Jackie, you know, they had that whole history in Philly, like you know, like they known each other their whole lives. So like, I could see people doing that. Like I could see people being like, "Yeah, we're getting married." Right. Um, I didn't really see it with and with like- Lisa, like. No, and I like because I think you made a great point. Like she challenged him, but it's not what you would think. It's not like oh, she's too good for him because she's this you know Bel Air rich girl and stuff like that. If she's too good for him, she still knows yeah. who she is. Is down to earth, but she's about some making herself yep. somebody and and hard work and and you know determination, not just right. being a goof. And she calls him out on all his shit, like that nobody else does. Right. Where. You know, where he's being goofy and he thinks, like, and that's all an act, you know, like, for when he's feeling insecure and she, like, really calls him out on that, you know, and, like, makes you kind of see through that. And I also feel like that's part of the show, like, where you see, like, her being there and, like, pointing those things out is what makes you as an audience member see where Will is and then makes you appreciate him more when you get to the end of season six and you're like actually will really has grown like he's grown so much and he's not the same you know kid he was um and i feel like a lot of that is like you you really have different people who are pushing him and jackie's one of them it's, he's not the only one you know i think uncle phil certainly different other people in the show who come through and in, in single episodes and such obviously will's dad different things like that um you do get to see kind of that as people challenge him, that evolution of him actually growing up um, and coming so far since that pilot episode. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm trying to think, is there anything else really to kind of cover? So, well, or- I definitely the legacy, but before that, they talked a little bit about the Friday night ritual, which I just wanted to say was just, I don't know, made me feel my heart was full watching that just with James Avery dancing in Will's room and Will and Carlton right. just like, right. you could see how fun 
it was on that show and then they talk about the instruments and like the audience stuff which we already kind of covered but just you can see the the whole aura of that show was just so fun and lively um and then they talked a little bit about the final filming and i was a little surprised at jazz um talking about how when he filmed his final scene he literally like left and got on an airplane and, and was like, I'm out. <laughs> it was too hard for him to, like, watch the rest of the show. Um, which is, like, of the cast members, not the one that I was expecting to have that kind of reaction. Yeah, I liked, I kind of liked yeah. telling that, though. I did, because um, sometimes it is, it's just, it's, it's, it's too hard, it's too emotional, and um, I think for me, and I'm, I, yeah, I was going to hit the the legacy, and I guess th- this kind of connects in. I really felt good hearing Will Smith say, "This is the the greatest, the yeah. best thing I've ever done in my career." Because no lie, Robin, ever since we can go back to the summer of '96, and once Independence Day came out, yeah. you knew where he was going. I always wondered, is he going to not not forget about Fresh Prince, but like, is he going to be like? When Independence Day came, that's the moment, or Men right. in Black, or something like, or I got nominated for an Oscar for Ali, yeah. or so, and I'm like, which is all great, and you have a great, you have an, you're an icon, but I'm like, that's the heart. That's yeah, the it launched his career, big time. And I mean, and, yeah, I feel and, like that's James Avery pushed him so hard, and made him into that superstar too. Um, for sure. Yeah, he says a thing. He says like this thing that I just. Uh, I was like, wow, there's nothing I relate to more. Uh, I'm trying to remember exactly what it was, but it's something along the lines of, like, he says when they're talking about filming the final episode that he doesn't remember much about it because he lives in the future and he does that to Mm -hmm. avoid the pain of a present moment. And I was like, damn, I relate to that. That's really deep. But I also am like, I relate to that. And so it was just really interesting because of all the people you would think who would have something to say about it. Um, he was kind of like, yeah, I don't really remember that much about it. I just sit hard and yeah. Um, I, I'm glad you brought that quote up because I do, re- you know, that quote stuck out to me in a different way. I've seen, I guess, a lot. I'm just like you. I'm a huge Will Smith fan. My mom taught him in yeah. high school. So it was like, really, I had that, all that connect. But like, it stuck out to me, him saying that. And I heard, I kind of got that vibe because, you know, at my previous job for different patients, you're playing like motivational speeches and talks. And his would come up a lot. I, you know, people, patients would want to hear it and I would play it. And I'm like, yeah, when I hear him say it on the reunion, I'm like, that makes sense. But then it kind of hit me if like, and, you know, we all have a different, you know, we all have a different definition of what successful is. But I was kind of like, is that what really successful people, like, I guess on paper, like, you know, iconic, mega rich people, do they kind of, is that what helps them push through, like, that mindset of, like, the next yeah. thing, the next yeah. thing. And, like, they keep, they keep doing it. Because he's not the first person who's, like, you know, really huge. Like, I've heard, like, you know, Vince McMahon, who owns WWE. And different people, like Eddie Murphy says that. He, I'm on to the next thing, the next thing. I don't think about the past. I don't really stay in the pre- – it's like, what's next? What's next? And I'm like, is that like a key common trait? I know it's not just one, but 
But I'm like, is that something where it's like, what's next? What's next? Yeah. And that, that's kind of what stuck out with me. It's like, is that how? I was thinking that too. And I mean, if you, you look at that. his career, it just certainly does seem like that. I mean, he was, I mean, if you look, I mean, did he even have a break? Like in his career? I mean, I'm not saying he didn't do some movies that weren't that great, but like, it just seems like he's always working, you know, from six degrees to separation all the way up to whatever okay. his most recent thing that just came out, whether it was uh, Aladdin, him playing the genie, or <laughs> what. Like, he just, it seems like he is always working on something. And for a long time, everything he worked on t- was gold, you know? Like, you right, met in black, right. and then, you know, how many sequels he did to that, and Independence Day, and iRobot, and I Am Legend, and all these, like, big movies. Ali, as you said, um, he really does... Oh, he had a uh, he had like a Pixar type of like yeah, it was crazy. While, it's like it's <laughs> um, right, even just like movies you forget about. Enemy of the State, you know, like I forget about those movies, but they're like uh, it's such a good movie. <laughs> um, but so it's good. like you do like you kind of forget about them, and then I think like you know he had a and Hitch is another one I love, but you get like he gets into a part at some point like in the late 2000s where he's kind of like not doing so many great movies um but then he switches gears you know what i mean and he starts doing more serious roles he goes pursuit of happiness and seven pounds and like these were not necessarily the same box office smash hits that like independence day was per se but you start seeing oh yeah this is he's a legit actor you know what i mean like you're like oh he can really act right um Right. And so it's just it's like very interesting. I feel like to your point, it's like it does feel like at least with him and you know, I can definitely think of some other Hollywood actors who, you know, it just seems like their stretch is so long. Um, but like it seems for him it's like, yeah, he is always looking for that next thing. He is always looking to kind of just be in the next moment. Um, what's his next role? How can he change? How can he advance? How can he be better? Um, and he stays relevant, right? Like, he's not one of those people who, which again, going back to what I've just really been saying is like how much I feel close to him as a person is like, it's because he's never left the, he's never left. He's always been around. There's in my whole life, I'm 31 years old. Like, in my whole life, there's never been a time that I can think of where he wasn't in it. Like, he wasn't in the spotlight somewhere, Mm -hmm. even if he wasn't, you know, the main thing that everybody was talking about he there's, was still out there he was still doing stuff you know there's only a handful of people in my time that i have like that and he's it's like i think of of you're right will smith is not popular to say now but bill cosby sure. had that like he was always there uh eddie murphy had that i think of michael jackson michael jordan always around always doing something yeah I don't. I don't remember a time when, like, I my memory go back to like three years. At three, I knew who all those yeah. people were. I knew their names, and I I knew who I yeah I know who Michael Jackson is. I know Michael Jordan. I know right. who Will Smith is. I know <laughs> exactly. who Eddie Murphy is. And I mean, like, part of it is like, like yeah, definitely. I think I saw every Will Smith movie that came. Like, even I remember seeing Legend of Bagger Vance in the theaters. Like, <laughs> like whatever. What was I like? Very young. I don't even know what year that movie came out. But, like, that was just funny being that young going to see that movie. But I feel like it's even, like, as I got older and, like, 
you know, I don't know, he started putting out some kind of, like, After Earth. You remember that movie came out? But it's like, I still knew about it, whereas, like, I think a lot of actors, they kind of put out flops, and nobody really talks about it. My family would talk about it. They'd be like, oh, yeah, you see you see, Will Smith put out Men in Black 3? You see Will Smith did After Earth? Like, and we were talking about it. And, my, and, you know, like, did you see it? No, but, you know, I'm not gonna hurt this terrible, or you see Bright on Netflix? Like, you know, like, we just always were always talking about it, yeah. and I think he just stays present no matter what he's doing, whether he's doing great or whether he's not doing great. Even the like stuff with his wife that happened this year with him being all public, like I watched that. Like, like I don't know. In a way, yeah. it's like we have never met, but I feel like I know Will Smith, right? Like, like, like I, what's he doing now? I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna be real. It may not be popular, but I kind of felt like. Harmy wondered because that comment he said at the end of like he thinks for it, thinks for it, and I can see it now. He's you know moving forward. He's not thinking right. about Janet and not really thinking about what I did and mm-hmm. the effects it has. You know, yeah, he's just going. And then I'm like, this quarantine, and we all had to stop. And then that red table talk, and he did not look the greatest with yeah. the red table talk. And part of me, I don't know, just wonders if. If it in a way like this quarantine, like kind of helped because you know, we all had even people who hate stopping and like being present or reflecting, we all kind of had to do that yeah. to an extent these eight months. And I'm like, part of me wonders, like, did that you know make it because this this reunion special, it wasn't like, oh yeah, this is this was planned like you know, last fall or last summer. This kind of came out of like, I feel like the buzz of. HBO yeah, absolutely. And the buzz of people being hype. So I feel like who knows if he could do this like a year ago. Yeah, I totally ago. agree with that. And like, so let's talk about the legacy. Um, I feel like the thing that stands out to me the most um, that they kind of talked was Ashley Tatiana saying that she was seeing this hashtag black excellence on Twitter and she was like, I just want everybody to think about this is like the excellence is not the wealth, it's the way that we love each other. And I actually was just like, Yeah, mm-hmm. I was so moved by her saying that. Um, but I it's also, yeah, just like the, a- the characters were excellent characters and they weren't a monolith and they were diverse in different ways. And they like cause even down to like, you know, you have Jeffrey. What kind of I mean, you never see it, you've never seen a character like Jeffrey before. Jeffrey's a butler, and that, like, could be demeaning, right? Like, you think about the stereotypes that, you know, are prevalent in Black movies and TV at that time and before is, like, putting Jeffrey into that butler position. But, like, he's not (laughs) that stereotypical butler. He is, you know, in a lot of ways, very snarky, very... He fights that role, but at the same time, so proper, and he's got that English accent, and he's, like... He's better, like, he's better than them, almost, right? Like, he's better at being wealthy than them in some ways, even though he's the butler. Um, And, yeah, I just, I feel like that does say, like, I think every character on that show breaks a barrier in some way or another. Um, Yeah, yeah, I feel like I'm confident in saying that. (laughs) Even Carlton, you know? No, I, I... Oh, you're oh, absolutely. Carlton may be up there. Absolutely, choices. Um, and I think for sure, 
I do think that quote was poignant, and I loved it, like, what plaque excellence means, because it doesn't, and, I mean, and you, you, you keep it on black, I think it should go to everybody. What excellence means, it doesn't just right. mean material wealth. It doesn't just mean you had it. The excellence was the dignity, the love, the pride that they showed for who they were and what they're doing. Like, that's, that is the excellence. And it was, you know, as heavy as moments were on those, that show, it still is, like, you think about the fun and the love. Like, you do just feel, like, the fun, love, like, I'm like a Thanksgiving meal. Like, it's just like home, like cooking. Like, it gives you that kind of feel, even though you reflect on the lines that even back then got some laughs that, like, now probably wouldn't even get laughs. Now it'd be like, no, don't laugh mm-hmm. at that. Like, you know, like, or, or maybe yeah. wouldn't even said it. So it's like, it, it, it really is like, yeah, black excellence that I think I, I'm proud that Will Smith yeah. from Philly. Yeah. And we're from Philly. And I'm proud. That it's getting, I feel like as popular as it always has been, it didn't get the historical yeah. recognition. It got the pop yeah. culture recognition, but not historical. And I'm glad that the past couple of years, and definitely this year, it, it's yeah, I totally agree with that. that. Um, well, I also think we're having more conversations about these things now uh, than we were, and like that's great. Um, you know, I think that. But I also think Fresh Prince is part of opening up the door to be able to have the conversations we're having now about, you know, representation and about, you know, who's telling our stories, right? Who's actually in the writer's room? I mean, you think about it, Fresh Prince was an all-white writing cast, you know? Um, Which is, you know, imagine that happening today. You have a Black show with an all-white writing cast. It's almost, that would be, you know, we would be talking about that, and we would be criticizing that, and like, at that point, nobody really was. Um, but now we're in this place where we are having that conversation. We are talking about, oh, behind the, the camera, who's actually there? Who's actually writing these shows? Who Who is in these all these other minor roles, directors, producers? And why don't we have people telling their own stories rather than just having white people tell other people's stories? So, No, we, we have a, a long way to go with it, but I think that's why and you can kind of read between the lines even what they were saying. And it wasn't so, like, you know, discreet that it was important for them. Okay, they saw, like, black cast, white writers. We're going to tell you yeah. how it really is. And you're you're just a vessel, like, to write the words down. But we're going to tell our story. We're going to tell our people's story, not you. And that was important. Like, And they got that across. Like, nah, this wasn't. It wasn't through their lens. And it's important to show, like, from Benny Medina yeah. and, you know, from Quincy Jones being involved in it, like, how important that is. Like, that that's not small. And I don't think – I don't – I think eventually, you know, talent is talent. If you don't have Quincy Jones pushing it, does the Will Smith get this show and does the Fresh Prince get made when it gets yeah. made? I don't think so. That's a good point. Yeah. And that's part of the black excellence right there. Like, Quincy Jones saw that. And – you know, to kind of go full circle, that's part of Quincy Jones saying, "This is the moment." Yeah, had his party like this is this is big, and someone with that. And Quincy Jones has you know I've been around since you know he was helping out Ray Charles in the fifties. So at that point, Quincy Jones had seen a lot of stuff. Worked with Sinatra, so he was pretty much telling Will Smith like, "This is big. This is your moment. Don't let this opportunity slip away." And that's all part of that story of black. Yeah, it's right there. From 
Quincy Jones influencing Will and passing that on to James Avery. Absolutely right. It's Will the actor. If you have some like kind of like Fagazi actor real, yeah. playing mm-hmm. Uncle Phil, and not that he'll do a bad job, but to push him and to be that mentor actor, will we see what Will became? I don't think yeah. so either. So like that's all. Part yeah, of absolutely, that story. absolutely agree with that. Right, and you, I mean, and just and James Avery. <laughs> really being the one to push Will into his own version of excellence and superstardom, you know, in a lot of ways is that story of many black actors that came before him where it's like, yeah, I had to have somebody who helped me navigate the, like the structures and barriers that were there in Hollywood, you know, and you hear those stories for all kinds of marginalized groups in Hollywood where it's like, yeah, the reason I was able to do X, Y, Z is because of this one person in this particular instance that I happened to come across who helped me figure out how to jump over this barrier. And it does seem like James Avery was that for Will Smith and Quincy Jones, of course, like as you mentioned. But yeah, it's like, and just to think oh, that legacy, like yeah, that legacy of like, okay, you can really see how the world has changed so much in 30 years. And it's crazy to think that it's 30 years because... <laughs> I don't like that thinking that it's been 30 years since Fresh Prince. Um, but yeah, such a huge, I know it's HNS for real. Um, but it's just been such a, there's been so many changes. There's been so many things. I mean, we're by no means in a perfect place. <laughs> like, whatever, there's definitely still a lot of problematic things happening no. um, in the world. And then, you know, obviously just thinking about how how much that show still rings true today um and the way that they were able to cover certain topics that were not really being talked about at the time but now we're talking about every single day and you know we have entire you know movements to talk about what's really happening and it's stuff to show that you know we've talked about it all fair many times where people are like oh you know, this, this stuff with police brutality that, that, you know, what's been going on this decade. And it's like, bro, we could go way back from, right. you know, from exactly. 400 years ago to now, but I can show you a Fresh Prince episode from 1991 yep. or 92. And like, it was an old joke. It was way old. And like, right. man, we been should have been past this back then. Exactly. Like, you know, and that's where I can like, be like, listen, like, this isn't something new. This isn't like, don't act like, well, I didn't know this was real. No, you chose right. not to. Mm-hmm. realize it that's what you did you chose not to see it so that's why i think it's, it's important to, that they show yeah that, and like, more than like, one time you know what i mean it wasn't just jokes. a one-off you know yeah. lesson of the week you know there's another episode that doesn't get as much attention where will and i think it's in season one or two where will's just kind of like walking around at night and then gets stopped by the cops and he's just kind of like all right i know the drill and like you know like it's just like yeah like yeah. this isn't this isn't a one-off lesson of the week, you know, after school special. Like, this is, you know, they're talking about this stuff in several episodes all the time. Um, and if you're paying attention, it's, these are the same things we're still talking about. And so, in a lot of ways, that is, in itself, it's legacy um, that it really was this show where people could look at it and say, okay, like, these are the real stories of people. They're bringing it to us in a fun and jovial way, but this is, they're really talking about and covering some deep issues that we're still talking about, we're still dealing with. Um, so. Yeah. It, it, it takes, you know, I, I, you got to give credit to 
and I'll just say this. I'll say it starts with like Eddie. You can look at Eddie Murphy, and then yeah, Arsenio Hall kind of helped with that. But when you saw black people on TV before then, it was older. You know, it's a family show, and the stars is like older. Someone who was older. So to have someone being the star of the show, which led away from then, you see Martin, you see Living yeah. Single and Living Color, all that, like that, that's huge. Like you got like a young person being the star of the show, yeah. a young black man being a star of a show, and to get that perspective as well. Like I said, Eddie Murphy kind of, I think you got to give him props for Saturday Night Live in the early 80s and Arsenio, that helps too. Yeah. And Will Smith yeah. was a big part in that and leading that golden age of black television, so. Got to give him props too. So it's um, this was uh, I'm glad I got of everybody, between two people. It's it's my brother, who I, I got to give him props. I um, I I think I've I know I've seen every episode of Fresh Prince yeah. over a hundred <laughs> times. About seventy of those hundred, I saw every episode watching it with him. So. Yeah, I think of him, and I. And next was I think of you. Like so, so it's really cool to like be able to share, share this with you. And, you know, with and with, you know the listeners who will listen. But it it was a, it was a special week because of this, and it it's left me with a lot of emotions that I'm still yeah. feeling. You know, a few days later, it's still yeah. Strong. So um, thank you for, for having me. Up. I mean, it's just been great to have these conversations. I've been dying to talk about it. So. Yeah, I can't thank you enough. I know, right? I know. I was, I was holding. I'm, I was kind of like, I was, I was itching. I was, <laughs> like, nope, I was, I'm like, save it. I'm like, either we're going, we're going to do this podcast soon, or we just got to talk <laughs> on the phone because I got to talk about yeah, this stuff. It's truly been a pleasure. Yeah. I really appreciate you having me on, and hopefully, we'll talk in the future sometime. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. No, for the one and only.